Time for us to check in with Richard Zussman now and find out what's going on on a provincial level. So much to talk about. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good. Th- oh, are you okay? Tired this morning? No, I'm good. I'm hanging busy in. I'm great. Busy week? Yeah, it's going to be busy. <laughs> there it is again. Very, very busy. Yeah, deep sigh. You got a couple deep sighs going this morning. <laughs> uh, let's talk about tomorrow then. That's the pandemic plan that's coming. Yeah, so Premier John Horgan and Finance Minister uh, Carol James will be introducing the $1.5 billion pandemic plan. We expect that to be tomorrow. And this is a big one. This will be creating the basis of the NDP platform in the next election, whenever that may be, if it's as soon as at some point uh, in the next few months. And a lot of different industries, Simi, have a lot of different ideas about how this money should be spent. And first in line for that um, is the tourism industry. Uh, they've already put in an ask of more than $650 million. A lot of that uh, is liquidity in order to support operations. You know, so many tourism operators are operating in this province uh, and every day are losing money because the revenues just aren't coming in. We have the border closed, so there's been a massive of drop-off in tourism. Even uh, locally now, British Columbians have stopped traveling. Uh, their uh, British Columbians through the summer spent less money because of you know other financial concerns, including job loss. So all of those factors have hit the tourism industry really, really hard. And you know other organizations have come forward and said the commitment should be you know based on green technology. Climate should be a heavy focus of the NDP in investing this money. There should be spending towards you know. Uh, everyday, day-to-day affordability, including housing affordability and childcare investments. Like when there are so many asks, the $1.5 billion just doesn't go that far. That is so true, right? And people, and also the buildup for this thing, because we've been yeah. waiting for months. They keep saying, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And so now people are expecting something, I think, pretty thorough. Yeah, and I think people who are expecting something really, really thorough will be disappointed because... All of the problems that are coming from COVID cannot be managed with this money. There will need to be more money. There will need to be more programs. The financial impact of this virus has been so crippling. You know, we're we're missing 160,000 jobs plus uh, since last August compared to this August. You know, those jobs just don't come back. And we're still a long ways away from getting out of this. There will be border restrictions in place for months. There will be other restrictions in place uh, until we get a vaccine, it seems. And that could be, you know, a year plus. And so all of those things are unsolvable just by some money from the province. And all of that, you know, we still have this extra billion dollars that will be coming for municipalities and transit. I anticipate... It may be folded into the announcement tomorrow, but more likely, I would think it will be folded into uh, Premier Horgan's speech next week at the UBCM before municipal leaders, because the municipalities are the ones that are really calling for this transit money, as well as the money to to help uh, municipalities just operate, you know, because we had community centers closed and we had so many other facilities closed at a municipal level. There's just so many asks and, and not enough money to go around.
Speaking of which, the reason why we're in the state, COVID-19, let's talk about some of those numbers. Now, that has to be a concern, and I feel like this kind of puts a little bit of a a damper on the discussion about a possible election, because how can they call an election when we've got even hospitalizations going up at this point? Yeah, and what uh, I had heard was that, you know, we know the NDP is planning. We know that Premier Horgan has now signed on with the idea of a fall election. But what he was waiting for uh, is three things. Outbreaks at schools, cases of COVID-19, and hospitalizations. And we've now seen a pretty dramatic increase in hospitalizations over the last uh, week, a doubling of cases. There are now 63 people in hospital, according to the numbers yesterday from the province. 20 of them are in intensive care. It's the highest hospitalization number since May 12, highest ICU number since May 8th. You know, all of this is not good. Yes, the hospital system is still robust. We saw those changes announced last week. There are no concerns right now of overcrowding in the hospital system, but I can't imagine Premier Horgan wanting to walk out from a meeting with the left-handed governor and the first question being, Premier John Horgan, why are you calling an election now with hospitalization numbers doubling over the last week? And that will set the tone for the first week of the campaign and leave an impression in people's minds as uh, he heads out, uh, especially across Metro Vancouver, trying to ask for votes. So, uh, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of work being done behind the scenes. The NDP will be polling very, very soon if they aren't already around this issue of cases plus election. And if they get unfavorable results, I would not be surprised if this election talk gets put on the back burner. Honestly, though, Richard, what drives me crazy about that is that why didn't they do this polling ahead of time? Because they would have been told that people thought this was a bad idea. They have been doing it, Simeon, and they've been told that it's actually worthwhile to go. And, and really? I wonder if that public sentiment is shifting. Yes, they've been polling all along and they have been told that the benefits outweigh the risks. That yes, people don't want the election and, but most, many voters who they polled said it wouldn't influence their vote. That yes, they would be mad about going to an election and yes, they would be frustrated with John Horgan, but they still believe he's the best guy to lead the province, and they believe that he has managed uh, the pandemic and done a good job of doing so. And so, but that may be shifting. You know, we may yeah. get a sense now as we look at these cases that people say, well, maybe my mind is changing. Like, maybe this really is dangerous. And it's not just voting day. I think people can get around that. You know, we can have extra voting days. We can have mail-in ballots. I think voting can be safe. Yeah. But it's the campaigning. Yes. It's the fact that the media won't be able to cover it the same way. And what effects does that have on our democracy that we won't be able to have the same coverage? The fact that people want to focus on the pandemic and knowing what this means for their kids, their kids in school, knowing what this means for them if they get sick you want them you want these people at work you don't want them campaigning and i think that picture is something and what what the polls probably didn't tell them is just how fickle the voters are right we know how quickly they can turn (laughs) yeah we know that in bc i just can't believe that they would be like oh this is a great idea uh so we'll talk more about that but i also want to ask you as well about this whole school situation too because we knew this is going to happen we're getting a few more cases and now they're talking about a better way and we talked about this too for weeks now a better way of reporting those cases yeah so in ontario right now on its website, you can see every case connected to a school in the province. And it shows that it's a very, very small percentage of the entire schools open that have uh, 
a case connected to it. So that's a staff or a student who has tested positive in most cases or all cases at this point outside of the school setting. And then they come to school, the uh, symptoms show up, they go home. In, in British Columbia, it doesn't happen that way. How it works as if there is a positive case and now we have seen multiple cases three in surrey just over the last few days one at delta secondary and what happens the letter goes out to the school community in some cases you have superintendents like jordan tinney and surrey sending out tweets letting everybody know about the surrey cases in other cases it takes a journalist getting a letter from somebody from the school community and then making that public uh, i asked adrian dix about it yesterday uh, he said it's something that bc would look at is is wider reporting yes they're worried about you know if there's no public concern why should Mm -hmm. the public know that's the line that dr henry has used all along but i do think they're just that the public wants to know if there's going to be pressure on our school system and how many cases we are seeing and i think there may be some increased pressure to change that reporting structure all right thank you very much for that richard yeah thanks to me have a great day you too that's global news reporter richard zussman over in victoria